Welcome to the Opinion Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs, as always, trying to talk a little wrestling, a high school and college level. And today, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, J.R. Ogden's going to join us. Of course, J.R. Ogden, uh, sports editor at the Gazette. Uh, multiple award-winning uh, uh, wrestling writer. Um, somebody that learned from one of the best in Mike Chapman and has spearheaded uh, award-winning wrestling coverage for the Gazette. Uh, JR, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on the Pitting Combination. Well, thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, uh, been involved in anything like this or involved in any kind of coverage. So it was kind of nice. As I talked to you about on Monday. It's nice to get out and and, and see people again and be, and be seen. I have, I have a couple of comments I'd like to address to start with. One, uh, congratulations to KJ uh, for your media award for the Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association. That's really cool. And then, you know, JR, I have a question before we get started with, with uh, the agenda here today. For guys that don't know, like myself, we get to enjoy the benefits of your labor, but can you t- just briefly describe what your duties are as sports editor of the Gazette? Briefly? <laughs> yeah, that's why I say briefly, because I know it's <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things I, I do is I, you know, plan, I, I help plan with the coverage, what's, what's, what we're going to cover it, how we're going to cover it, who's going to be covering it, um, obviously with input from the staff on that part of it, uh, but what's going to be in the paper, what's going to go on the cover of the paper, what's going to go on page two, three, four, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it's a lot of editing. It's a lot of um, uh, reading what people file, the stories they file, picking stories. Uh, although we don't rely a whole lot on our wire services, um, we do have certain things we do. I, I was just got done. I'm prepping a, a couple of pages for Sunday already. Um, so I'm getting that kind of stuff done. So I do a lot of editing, a lot of planning. Um, and, uh, and I, and I do write every once in a while now, but not, not as much as I used to, uh, but it's a little bit more. That's cool because, you know, as I, I mean, obviously KJ knows what you do, but the rest of us really don't. And it, I know it's really an intense process. You're, you're, you're both looking to the future and covering, you know, the current and that sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of neat to hear that. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I say, you know, we're, we're always looking ahead and that's one thing one of the good things about sports is because, you know, sports are pretty regimented as far as schedules go and stuff. So it's easy. It's a little bit easier for us to look ahead and see, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were talking about what are we going to do for the girls state wrestling tournament? What do we want to, you know, what kind of display do we want to give it? How do we want to lead into it? And then, uh, you know, and then when KJ uh, was, was honored last weekend, he, you know, I, I didn't want him, I wanted him to go to that instead of going to that, to, to the meet. So, I went down to the meet and spent a few hours down there and, 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 and wanted to write something about it because I've, you know, enjoyed it so much watching this grow. Uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to be there and see it in person. Why do you suppose it, 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 uh, it took so much effort and scrutiny and time to add the girls? I don't remember that ever happening before with any other sports uh, you know, when they're adding sports, whether it be girls or, or boys. Well, I mean, there's, there's certain criteria um, they have to meet um, that they have like in their bylaws. And, and I don't, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I know, like, I remember when, you know, bowling was, was a club sport and they wanted to be it, to be a, a varsity sport. Well, there had to be X amount of teams 
that offered the sport or X amount of athletes that offered the sport uh, on the club level or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then, you know, then they petition the union or the association um, and, and to try to make, to, try to get to make a varsity level sport, which is what the girls did. Obviously, you know, I think this happened so fast. I mean, it, it grew so fast. Um, you know, you went from, I don't know how many girls were in that first meetup in Waverly. Uh, I, I'm, I think it was under a hundred, you know, to, to, to like 700 this year. Um, so I think it's, it's, um, I think it was, it, it was just the speed at which this happened, but, you know, quite honestly, the union had no choice. I mean, they already announced that they were going to take the sport because there were some that said, well, it's a wrestling. So the boys association should take it and the girls union. No, it's a girl's, it's a girl's sport. So we should, we should have, you know, leadership on it and, 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 and they probably should, but they made that decision, you know, during in November, I think that they were going to do that. Um, and it was just a matter of time and they really had no choice when you have that many people, you have that many schools, not only having girls wrestling, but having girls teams now, um, uh, you know, it just, it was just, it was just kind of a no brainer. Uh, but there is a process they have to go through. You know, one of the, one of the things that I think stands out about the last four years, um, this was something that was really spurred on by the individuals involved in the sport. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people already kind of forget the first IWCOA state tournament. It was planned in like two to three weeks. Right. Um, you know, before they had that uh, first meeting of Waverly, uh, like you mentioned, 87 girls participated. I think there originally were 110 or 120 that were registered. Um, but we had a snowstorm that weekend. But can you think of one of those sports that that were aspiring to to be sanctioned actually have this uh, this progress kind of spurred on the way that wrestling did, and the the coaches and officials association really took the bull by the horns. Well, you know, you you had mentioned some of the the pioneers in this, and you know, some of the some of the people who kind of took it by the, the bull by the horn and just said, we're going to do this. Uh, they saw it coming. They saw that, that there was interest. Uh, you know, those are the people that need to be, you know, patted on the back and, and probably more, you know, their hand raised, I guess. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I can say this, this happened so fast. I've never seen anything happen this fast. I can remember when soccer, you know, was, was not, was, was a, you know, when I was in high school, soccer was part of a gym class. You know, and that, and they were teaching you how to do it. They, and then it was a club sport. And now, and then they did the same thing. You know, soccer probably had some of those people too that that stepped up and said some of those coaches, some of those people who had who had been coaching club teams and, and some of the things they said, hey, we need to make this sport. Uh, let's get this done. Let's start having high school competition. Um, you know, there's sports right now that are kind of trying to do the same thing. I mean, we've got high school hockey uh, and we've got high school rugby. Um, and I know those schools were probably, you know, in the same boat, but they, to have someone do it and do it so well, I mean, and, and really push it. And, um, uh, the, the excitement for this just blossomed so quickly. I remember, I, I, you know, you and I've talked about this KJ, you know, one of the things, you know, Dick asked me, what do I do? And I, one of the things I, I did before the pandemic was I went around to a lot of high schools and talked to kids, journalism students and, and journalism classes and at, I tell you, I went to, I was up in El Cater, you know, Central High School, a small school up in Northeast Iowa. 
and the enthusiasm for girls wrestling up there was unbelievable. I went to Anamosa years before, you know, before now they're you know, one of the, uh, one of the largest programs I think we have in our area. Same thing there, the enthusiasm, uh, Highland community was the same way. Just, just seeing the, the, the kids get so excited about it. At least some of these kids were at that point were like in seventh and eighth grade, they weren't even in high school yet, but they were just so en enthusiastic about it. And they wanted to, they wanted to see this go. And I, I, I it, this is a rarity in my mind. I think to have this come and come so fast uh, and grow so fast uh, has been really cool to watch. I mean, I, I've enjoyed watching it from the outside. That's why I really wanted to go down there on Saturday and see it firsthand and, and witness, you know, what I've been reading about and, and hearing people talk about. I wanted to see what it was like. Right. And it's kind of, interesting. <coughs> you know, it's come on fast, but some would say not fast enough. You know, it's, it's uh, what were the 32nd or 34th or whatever state 34, 34th state to, to, uh, to, uh, um, bring in the girls. And so, you know, some would say, what's the deal? You drug your feet, but, but it, it, it's still not that long of a time, time frame there. And uh, so that's just neat. It's just a, a national thing. So not, if you, if you talk about that state tournament that was down there, of course, the coaches have run that now, now it's getting handed over to the union. Is, is there any talk of, of combining or, or, or do we want, do they want to keep it separate? I know what my opinion is, but I'll, I'll but, <laughs> so. I, I don't know what KJ's heard. We talked about this on Monday. We kind of, there's a lot of, um, there's still a lot of questions out there. You know, will it be a, a co-ed state meet? Will it be run as part of a, maybe not, well, yeah, it'd be a co-ed. I mean, they do co-ed track meets. I mean, there's already a, a formula there for doing a, like a co-ed track meet or, or, or some other sports. I think they might do some other sports that way too. Bowling, they do co-ed bowling meets, you know, state bowling meets. So there, there's a framework there, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the questions that's out there. You know, are, what's, what's the start of the season going to be? What's the end of the season going to be? Uh, what are the weight classes going to be? Um, you know, how many are you going to have? I mean, there's a lot of questions out there that, you know, they've got, they've got a year to figure it out and that's going to come pretty, it, they're going to have to make these decisions fairly, fairly quickly and, and move pretty fast on them. I don't know. I don't know what the best solution is. I mean, from a pure uh, newspaper editor point of view, I'd like to see them run it all together because it'd be, it'd be a little bit easier for us to cover. Right. So uh, for me personally, I think I, I think it should be separate, and, and for a couple of reasons. One, the if you think about the the volleyball tournament, the basketball tournament, the softball tournament, and all the fanfare that goes with that. It, for me, when I was a young kid, and still to this day, when I listen to the like say the basketball tournament, I love listening in between the games or at halftimes when they're presenting all the awards for the, the past, you know, the history and, and uh, some of the great players and such. So that's pretty neat, and and I, I'm not sure you would get that if you combined it. Um, and I, I just think that the girls deserve to have their own spotlight personally. And then also the other situation is if they decided, are they going to do folk style? Are they going to do freestyle? So, you know, that would be an issue, you know, because uh, in college women's wrestling is freestyle. So are they going to, I don't know what they're planning to do there. Um, if they go freestyle, now you have a different set of officials and, and really different kind of rules and sort of thing. But, but uh, you know, so that's some issues that might come to play as well. Right. You know, I, think one thing too is i don't know if it's quite a slam dunk that girls wrestling ends up being a winter sport i mean you look at uh you know you look at swimming where you have girls swimming in the fall and and boys swimming in the winter it's not out of out of the question that they separate those two uh to where maybe the girls 
compete in the fall. And, uh, you know, that way they kind of have that singularity um, and, and be separate and not uh, kind of get lost in the shuffle with the boys. I mean, there's also the possibility of running conjunction, you know, in Des Moines. But I think if that ends up happening, you'll see the state wrestling tournament uh, become more like state volleyball to where it's going to be more than just three or four days. It's going to have to be, you know, duels will probably have to move and you make that a Tuesday through Saturday uh, thing to be able to accommodate um, boys and girls and all the classes. Obviously, uh, to start out, it would be a one-class sport. Um, and as things grow, maybe seeing more of a, a soccer 1A, 2A kind of kind of thing. But um, like you said, JR, a lot, lot of questions uh, left to answer uh, after this major announcement was made. One thing I want to really get your touch on, maybe you guys mentioned it while I was having difficulty uh, uh, staying on, You've covered a lot of tournaments at a lot of different levels. You saw a lot of the things behind the scenes. You heard coaches in the corner. How did this compare Saturday uh, to some of those other events that you've had? Because it sounded like there are a lot of similarities. No, that we talked about. We talked a little bit, KJ. You know, Dick and I did when you were when you were offline, and and uh, uh, it, it it was. I mean, I, I went in with kind of a preconceived idea. You know, you and I had talked about it before I went down there, and. And uh, I, I wanted to see if it was. I mean, that, that was my, my hope that it would, to me, it would be just like going, you know, to another state wrestling meet. I mean, I covered, I don't know how many state wrestling meets I covered at the old, you know, Veterans Auditorium. Um, I don't think I ever covered any at the, at the Wells Fargo Arena, but I, I know I did, I did many at the other, at the old place. And I've been to, you know, 25 or 30 NCA tournaments. And, you know, the atmosphere was very similar. I mean, obviously, you know, you're at an NCAA tournament, you got a, a, a really loud crowd and you got, and you got a, a, you know, pretty much every seat filled. Maybe it wasn't quite that, but it was loud. It was very loud and it was, and it was very exciting. Uh, I loved the watching the coaches interact with the athletes, uh, with their, with their athletes. Um, I love seeing, you know, some teams had a man and a woman in, in the corner. Some teams had two women. Uh, some teams had two men. I mean, uh, you know, as coaches, it just, it was great seeing that mix and, and there was no difference in the way they reacted. You know, we've talked my, you know, wrestling people, they do a lot of wiggling around and they're moving and they're, and they're, and they're, they're doing the moves themselves while they're coaching their athletes. And there was a lot of that. Um, I heard a coach, I'm not sure what school he was from, you know, telling, telling his, his, his wrestler to, you know, to be a hammer on top, get out there. And I believe in you. I got, I know you can do this. And I mean, that's, that's very normal for a, at a wrestling meet. So yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. To, it was cool, to, I guess, get that reinforced, and that's kind of what I went in hoping to see, and I got to see that, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it really was. Now you were covering international wrestling, college wrestling, when women's freestyle really began to emerge. Are there any similarities between the way high school wrestling for girls has? uh you know kind of developed and and progressed uh compared to the way uh women's international competition kind of came on the scene well you know it, i i think the, the women's wrestling you know it wasn't a real a local thing for us you know you'd say you'd see it when you went to the trials and things like that um and it, it to me it was to me it was just kind of like 
one year, oh, they're going to have women's freestyle trial. I mean, you know, they're going to do this Olympics. It's going to be an added sport. It's going to be a, you know, a, a, what a temporary sport, whatever they call it at first. Um, and then, you know, so you see the trials and you do that. And at that level, you know, uh, you were seeing some really, really, really good wrestlers at, uh, right off the bat. And I think at this level, you're seeing some girls who are kind of feeling it out. They're not, they're trying it. They're interested in it. Um, uh, you know, so there's that, there's that difference. I think once, once the women got into the Olympics, got into the trials and got into that thing, they were already, uh, very talented and had been, been doing wrestling for quite a while by the time I saw them doing it. Uh, but this is, this was a little bit, this is a little bit different because it, it, you're still seeing some of those girls, as I mentioned earlier, that they maybe have been wrestling five weeks. I think the city high and West program, a lot of those girls were only, had only been wrestling for the seat this season, you know, and, um, and, and then, you know, I, I said, I talked to the girl from Decor and she's been wrestling for five years. I mean, so there's a big discrepancy there, right? Which you, I don't think you saw that at the national or international level when they first, when, when I first saw it. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned, um, the, uh, the, the difference with the, with the girls and, and different nights. Do you guys have any opinions on that? Do you think they should be side by side or, you know, with the boys or you'd also talked about KJ about going from, it might not be a winter sport. I know that there's what we have volleyball, cross country. Um, um, what else? We have? Swimming. Swimming. Swimming in the fall. And then you have basketball bowling, maybe in the, in the winter for the girls. So, where does it fit in? And then even spring, there's probably even more sports, you know, with uh, softball and soccer and, and track and tennis and everything. So, um, so it, you know, I guess golf's in there somewhere too. So it almost makes sense to be in the, in the winter. Yeah, I mean, for sure. But it just depends, you know, how things are now and how, you know, there's still a lot of molding to do, I think, with how especially the girls' union wants to see this, um, kind of play out and, and kind of shape how girls wrestling kind of moves into the new direction. But it, it makes most sense for it to be in the winter. Now, like Dick, like you mentioned, okay, what, what do you do for, you know, competition nights? Is it, a, is it a Thursday night thing? Do they go, do they go more Tuesdays instead of Thursdays? Do they run, you know, we see boy-girl doubleheaders in basketball uh, a lot. Do we do we see that uh, uh, now wrestling? You know, will we have a boy-girl duel back-to-back -back on, on Thursday nights and maybe JV meets at another night? Um, you know, that's a, that's a lot that has to be ironed out as well as how the qualifiers are going to work out and how they kind of whittle down the, the field. Uh, JR, what do you what do you think would be uh, kind of a reasonable idea if you're planning, you know, uh, girls' competition days? I guess. I mean, I you know, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways in wrestling. Wrestling's a winter sport, you know, in my mind, it always has been. I mean, that's that's how we grew up. Uh, that's how I grew up. It's a winter sport, and I think it. And I and I, I think the union. The problem is this is, you know, it's, 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 I guess we've, we mentioned earlier, this has gotten so big and so popular so fast. Um, I, I, and, and volleyball is, you know, their marquee sport in the fall. And I don't think they want to take away from that. Uh, don't want to take away, you know, anytime you put a new sport in, you're going to take away athletes from 
other teams because you know, you know some of those schools only have so many girls in in high in the high school and they're you know nine through twelve, um, so you, they can't do everything. Um, I I think I think winter is the best time to do it. I I can see them doing the double duels on a you know whatever night of the week they pick. I guess um, you're already doing high school boys are doing you know they're having trianglers and different things like that on different nights. Um, and as you mentioned, KJ, you know, you, a lot of the smaller schools, almost all of them, they're almost all boy, girl, double headers. Um, I, I, you know, they'll, they take an hour and a half, uh, approximately, uh, wrestling would take a little bit longer, but not, it wouldn't be awful. Um, plus you need a night off. So, you know, you want to have the same night, but, um, but I, 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 can, I, I see him keeping it as a winter sport because, you know, the spring, then you've got track, which is a, a hugely popular participation sport soccer you know soccer keeps getting bigger i you know maybe it's a plateau i don't know um uh you know you, you're gonna every time you you put it someplace else you're gonna steal athletes from uh another sport i mean what would we have the west liberty girls had seven girls on the basketball team because so many of them went out for wrestling this right, year or something right. like that there's i mean it was it's it's crazy but so i i think uh uh, wrestling and you know it's it, 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 to me it's a winter sport and needs to stick and stay in the winter so have you heard this I, I uh if you have some teams that that field a girls team and some schools that don't will but still have a couple of girls that want to wrestle will they be allowed to wrestle on the boys team so how long will that be able to go co-ed and then it's got to be a like a, a line somewhere where that that ends i would think have you heard any discussion on that? That's another oh, yeah. one of those questions. Go ahead, Tate. Go ahead, KJ. Well, I was just going to say, with it being sanctioned, I, you know, I don't think there's a co-ed element anymore as far as competition. I think what you start seeing is teams merging and having uh, cooperative agreements with other girls' programs. Yeah. So – you wouldn't have, say, El Cater Central uh, boys and girls wrestling on the same team. It would be El Cater Central's girls would team up with MFL Marmac, say, um, mm-hmm. to compete. I think that's what this would occur. Now, uh, you know, what if you have somebody that doesn't want to compete against girls? You know, uh, maybe a Naomi Simon says, I get no competition from the girls I'm wrestling because she might be advanced and ahead of everybody else. And she would rather go out for the boys and compete against boys. Where do you, uh, I'm guessing that's a hard no on something like that, but you know, if that ever comes up, how do, you know, how do they handle that? Right. Another another one of those many questions they still have to answer, but I think you're right, KJ. I think once the union has taken taken over, I guess um, I think that this the line will be distinct. There'll be girls wrestling and there'll be boys wrestling. There won't be co-ed wrestling, um, you know. And for some girls, that's maybe too bad, you know, initially. But I think five years from now, we won't even have to have this discussion because the girls will be so much better, you know, five ten years from now the girls would be so much more advanced and, 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 and been training longer and, and skilled and all that kind of stuff. So I think, I think it's uh, it won't be a question. It won't be a question after a few years. As an official of youth tournaments, I can agree with you hundred percent on that. There's a lot of girls only tournaments now going on 
And uh, the quality of the of the Russell and with those young girls is really incredible. I mean, so yeah, you're 10 years from now or whatever, you're right. It's going to take care of itself. You know, you got to see Clarissa Chun uh, down at the event, JR. Um, one of the things that's uh, really emerged here is obviously college opportunities within the state. Iowa became the first Power 5 program uh, with women's wrestling. You've seen women's wrestling pro programs pop up at uh, Grandview, Wartburg, Cornell, Iowa Wesleyan. Uh, Waldorf has had a women's program actually for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. How do those opportunities or how does that kind of impact, uh, in your opinion, kind of where the, the high school uh, girls component is now and, and what it might help it in the future? Well, I, I, it's just going gonna, it's, it's to help it grow because it's another opportunity for kids to go to college to get a scholarship at some of the, some of the schools. Obviously, Cornell's not going to give you a, a scholarship, uh, at least not an athletic scholarship, but, um, you know, but in Wartburg, same way and that kind of stuff. But it's just, you know, all these schools, all these colleges, especially the small colleges, probably all the colleges um, are looking for students. You know, the, the college enrollment's down. They're trying to get kids to go to school, get back in school, get, you know, lift their, their student body numbers up. Um, that's why you see sports like, you know, um, some of the gaming sports, some of the e-sports, I guess they call it, uh, some of the rifle sports and things like that. So I think you're just, you're going to see it. It's just, it's just, a, it's a great opportunity in wrestling for girls to say, okay, if I want to do this, I can get a college scholarship or I can go to school, I can go to a school uh, and compete and win a national championship. I mean, you know, the vast majority of athletes, men or women, girls, boys, doesn't matter. Um, they want to win. They want to be, a, they want to be a champion. So, you know, whatever it might be a, a state, uh, regional, you know, national, whatever it might be. And, and to have that opportunity, uh, it's just going to open up so many more doors for them. Uh, it's just going to, it's just going to, it's, it's going to be great for the, for the Iowa girl now, because a lot of those programs you mentioned that have had programs, there's not a lot of Iowa. There weren't a lot of Iowa girls on those rosters, and now there's going to be a lot more Iowa girls uh, on those rosters. Right, you bring up a good point. With the, it's a win-win-win. If you ask me, it's a win for the the college because they get more uh, higher enrollment and more money, and then uh, it's a win for the for the the school because now they can have a, a team to compete, and it's a win for the athletes. So, so that's really cool. Um, yep. The one thing that I was thinking about today was uh, with the University of Iowa. There's no one really at their level at least a, a level of, of money that they can put into the, into the sport or will put into the sport. So we need to have those other schools step up to have someone to compete against rather than uh, a fully funded University of Iowa versus a, you know, a, a, a D3 school that has no funding for athletes. So anyway, so that'll build itself, I'm sure. But And I think it's coming too. I, I think that was something that uh, when Iowa made the decision it was going, um, I think Gary Barter, I, I think there had to be a little bit of a feeler that, hey, if we're going to do this, we need other Big Ten programs to, to join us as well. And I'm pretty sure there are other programs on the way and probably uh, kind of gave their commitment when Iowa decided, hey, we're going to we're going to do this. And they're like, OK, we're, we'll, we'll join you. Um, as soon as possible. So I think those might be coming down the, the pipe, hopefully sooner than later, like you said, um, mm -hmm. for that com competition level. 
Um, well, at that level too, you know, it's, a, it's always a gender equity um, issue. And mm -hmm. Iowa, you know, let's be honest, Iowa did it because of the lawsuit and they, they wanted to add a woman's sport and this was the net, a natural one for them to add. And that's probably why they, uh, you know, did it a little sooner, quicker than others. But you're right, Casey, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, behind the scene talks of saying, well, we're going to do this. Uh, will you join us in a year? Uh, well, maybe two years, you know, whatever it might, they, they, whatever the nego negotiations were, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, for Iowa State and you and I to, to, to get on board with it as well. Um, I mean, this, you know, the state of Iowa is a wrestling state. I mean, uh, we've already got the, some of the grassroots, the smaller colleges are already kind of establishing it. And they're like, well, we need to do it too. And I, I you're right. It's just a matter of time. And I, I, I hope and I believe it'll be sooner than later. So what you're saying is that there may in the future be an Iowa UNI wrestling competition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, women's wrestling. There you go. <laughs> uh, one last question I want to ask you, and it has to do with uh, Clarissa Chan. You got to meet her. And obviously, Iowa needed uh, somebody that was kind of a big name, going to make a splash. Um, have an impact not just on Iowa's program, but uh, you know the wrestling community as a whole. You got to meet with her uh, a Saturday or introduce yourself to her a Saturday. How do you feel Iowa uh, kind of connected on that hire of Clarissa Chun and what she brings to the table? Well, yeah, I, you know, I just like I said, you said I just introduced myself to her. I just wanted to say hi and, and meet her. Uh, but you, you, she was. She was, I was keep, kind of keeping an eye on her because she was at the head table, uh, I think sit, sitting with Gene Berger and, and some of the uh, union people and, and some others around her. Um, very personable, uh, you know, has no problem walking among the girls, the crowd, and seeing people, talking to people. Uh, I think it, to me it appears like she's very enthusiastic, uh, which is what they need. You know, they, they, you need that first coach to kind of set the table and, you know, uh, who knows how long she'll be there? I mean, uh, you, know, you would hope a long time. Uh, it's kind of the trend at Iowa. The coaches tend to, tend to, to stay a long time. Uh, but I, she looks to me like she's ready to go. She's very enthusiastic. She loves what she sees. Um, I, was, I, I was shocked, you know, when you told me, you'd send me the, some of those quotes from her from the day before that, you know, Hawaii had had high school wrestling for 20 years and um, a, a sanctioned sport in Hawaii. And, and you know, to see, to see that, she's, she's seeing it all over again. And, um, I think she's, she's the right person to do that because she's, she's been through it and now she's seeing it start again in a new state and a state that she's going to be very involved in. Well, Jay, I really want to appreciate you joining us. Are, are, any final comments or any last, uh, words of wisdom you want to share with us? <laughs> words of wisdom. No, I just, you know, I, I appreciate being here. Uh, it's great talking to you. I haven't seen Dick for probably several years now I, I just saw you on monday but yeah um, <laughs> but uh, it was great right? and i i see and i see a, a dick's brother don's going into the jefferson hall of fame uh or the washington hall of fame according to our paper the <laughs> day before but um yeah, both. But we, we, <laughs> i'm like uh, you know, see don briggs and mark ironside that's not wash so uh yeah. we, we corrected it but no congratulations don as, as dick knows don's a a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, I we've get we've gotten. I've known Don for years since my college days at UNI, um, and I get to run into him now up in uh, McGregor and, and out on the Mississippi River every once in a while. So 
um, had dinner with him this summer. So it's, it's, it's nice. It's been nice to reconnect and congratulations to Don. And, and uh, he's a good, he, I, I'm surprised he wasn't in the hall of fame before now, to be honest with you. But um, so no, it's, it's been great. I appreciate you guys having me on, um, you know, it's, it, the girls wrestling. I can't say it enough. It was, a, it was everything I wanted it to be. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe not expected it to be, but it was everything I hoped it would be. And it was fun to watch. I was glad I was there. Awesome. Well, as for the Hall of Fame, I think this is only the fourth or fifth year, I forget with COVID now, uh, that we've had the, the Hall of Fame. So he's an early. Oh, that's year. right. That's right. I forgot about that. You guys got it. It started kind of late. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. That makes sense now. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, JR. Yep. Thanks, guys. Awesome. It was great, great to get to get his perspective, you know. Uh, He's somebody that's seen it all at all levels for, for quite a few years and uh, has seen it at different, uh, in different roles, uh, you know, so it was great to, great to get his perspective on, uh, on that and, and what he was able to take in on Saturday. Yeah, and like you said, KJ, uh, JR's been around the, the wrestling for a long, long, long time, you know, coming out of you and I and, and, uh, um, you know, the sport, he, he, I think he had the, the wrestling beat early on before he was the editor. And, and, uh, so, uh, you know, it's anything he says, you know, he knows his business. So it's, it's neat to hear his perspective on that girl state. For sure. For sure. Let's get, let's get to some of the, uh, uh, boys competitions here. The last full real or last, uh, real full weekend, um, uh, of tournaments uh, conference tournaments are coming up this next one um let's uh let's start with the the bob looters invitational down at clinton um that uh uh that turned out to be pretty, pretty uh a nice field uh Lindmar came away with a, a team title uh top lisbon 190 to 175 and a half fort dodge was third at 171 and a half so three really good teams uh uh, pretty close there, and uh, uh, Lindmar uh, came away with three champs. Right, three cha champs, three runners up, and and there was eighteen teams from three different states. So the wow. fourth and fourth and fifth place teams were one was from Wisconsin and one was from Illinois. So really good competition. And then Assumption, who we know is real good, they were six. So that just tells you. And even looking at the scores, you know it was competitive. So um, very nice tournament down there this year. Uh, couple of the things that kind of stand out Kane Nakaborn um at 132 pinned his way through the bracket again uh second straight week he's done that he did it at Marion last week uh but nine straight pins for him um you talk about uh somebody that's been uh really tough on top we got to see them in the duel uh, against City High where he got a fall but 24 out of his 26 wins have been by pin this year he's 26 and one he won one by technical fall the only match that he didn't earn bonus points was a 3-2 decision over mount vernon's jackson jaspers who's ranked uh like sixth or seventh in uh 2a All right jaspers good wrestler for sure at mount vernon holy cow 24 out of 26 i did not know that that's incredible yep. huh. uh, of course lisbon uh you know ranked second and in 1A, they had two champs in uh, Brandon Paez and Kate Seabrecht. But I think uh, one of the, the finals that really stands out, Braden Park of 
uh, Linmar uh, topped Quincy Happel of Lisbon in the finals 3-0 at 126. Um, that's uh, a, a marquee matchup uh, that went Linmar's way. Right. And one that stuck out for me, I'm kind of going on the, maybe the negative side, but not really. I mean, yes, for Tate, but Tate knocked the born, ranked number one, defending state champ uh, at 170, was, was in a battle with a, a wrestler from uh, Sinclair from Milton, uh, which is in Wisconsin. Anyway, that, that I looked at the scoring and it was it was a zero zero until the just se six seconds left in the end of the second period. Milton got a takedown and three near fall, and so uh, you know to go up five to nothing. And so I'm sure that that uh, Nakamura was trying to play catch up in the third period, but uh, he, he either got taken to his back or caught on his back on a shot or something. But, uh, you know, so that must have been a, quite a battle at that weight, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another battle of ranked wrestlers, uh, uh, Luke Gaffney of, of Linmar uh, pinned White Smith of Lisbon. Gaffney third in 3A, White Smith uh, number eight in 1A. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned not, uh, Kane Nakaborn and what he's been able to do. Um, Blake Jimo won the 113-pound weight class there uh he had two technical falls leading into the finals where he faced fort dodge's max bishop and then he he ends up recording a 12 to 4 major over the number three ranked wrestler in 3a i mean so far this season jimo has been one of those probably among the most dominant wrestlers uh in the class i would agree man 37 and zero and and really not a close match that i've noticed but but uh yeah so i would agree 100 there yeah he's had uh 12 pins nine technical falls two major decisions he's also had a, a few forfeits in there where people uh wouldn't wrestle him but um that's uh you know that's uh, quite a few bonus points that that he's putting up uh, as well, and you know, uh, uh, Carter Dolly uh, was, was third at heavyweight for Prairie as well. So, um, really nice, uh, uh, I guess, performance from Linmar. Lisbon did well also, and of course, uh, Jimo pretty dominant uh, down there at uh, at Clinton. One of the other uh, uh, tournaments, I think, kind of the bigger name tournaments around Iowa City High's uh, Cliff Keen duel or Clyde Bean duels. Sorry, brain farts there. Um, were you surprised that Mount Vernon ended up being the team coming out on top down at uh, City High there? You know, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but when I saw the results, it, it uh, Mount Vernon has a history of really getting it going towards the end of the season. So, um, yeah, a little bit surprised, but not surprised, I guess, if that makes sense. So, no, but. for sure. For sure. Um, Mount Vernon went 5-0. and uh, They beat Cedar Rapids-Kennedy in the finals, 45-32. Here's what impressed me the most about that. They had a stretch of five straight wins by pin, starting with Clark Young-Green at 220 and finishing uh, with Riley uh, Mudd at uh, 120. That really propelled them. Uh, past the Cougars there. Uh, you, you don't see that very often where a team is able to, you know, 
just kind of pass the the pin baton, I guess you would say, uh, from one wrestler to another to take control like that. No, you don't. But you know, sometimes when it gets when you look up the scoreboard and you're the last, however many that that uh, are going to take the mat, you kind of get together and and you know say, hey, we got to have this. And so one, you know, you see the first guy does it, then the second guy does it. Now the third guy says, I got to do it, and the fourth guy goes, I can't be the only one. You know, so it's that it's that momentum snowball effect, and and uh, sometimes that does happen. But to to be five, that's pretty unusual. Yeah, uh, Mud Young Green, uh, Jackson Jaspers, and Henry Ryan all went five and zero for the Mustangs um, during that day. Uh, Mount Vernon also had a win over Dubuque Hempstead, forty one twenty four. So it wasn't just uh, you know one big win. Though those are two quality wins that they closed the the duel off with, or the dual tournament off with. Right. Some pretty solid teams there. I mean, when you think about it, City High is fourth, so they're no slouch either. So, uh, you know, um, maybe we had a little preview with Hempstead and, and City High and Kennedy as to how what might transpire at the MBC this weekend. So. Right. Right. Yeah, because that, uh, uh, that'll be a biggie here uh, this weekend. Um, one, other, one other thing I want to mention, too, and uh, Mark Dukes was giving me a hard time during the gym class this week about burying the lead. Cedar Rapids, Washington. Let's yep. talk about the Warriors there. Getting a, beating Prairie in a duel on Thursday. They followed that up with uh, a team title at Inamosa's Denny Christensen Invitational. But uh, I can't remember the last time a Washington team uh, might have beaten Prairie. I know you were a coach at, at Washington for – a little bit. I'm not sure how your team stacked up against Prairie there. I joke that maybe it's been since Landy Waller was in the lineup for Washington. Um, well, you know, but as to burying the lead, the lead is because you're a Washington grad. So that's yeah. is giving you a hard time there. So what was Wash a uh, three year or four year school back then? <laughs> four. Okay. Four so, by the time I came around. Okay. So you've got one year on me. I was there for three years from 80 to 83. We did not uh, beat uh, Prairie and, and really didn't come close, but we had some great matches. We were starting to build it, but didn't really come close in that time period. And, and as to, to wrestling with Lanny Waller or Carl Waller were, happened to be on the team, um, I don't know that Washington wrestled Prairie back then because you know Washington was in the MBC and, mm -hmm. uh, and um, Prairie was in the, um, oh, is it the uh, – was Were it the old there? Eastern Iowa Hawkeye Conference? It might have been the one with Benton Community and and was it the Womack back then? I don't know what what it was. I'm not called. sure if it was the Womack back then or one of the Eastern I, but I know what you mean. One of the smaller uh, right. on the periphery here. Right. So they did. I don't know that they ever wrestled. I, I don't think so. So that being said, I I don't know if Flush has ever beaten Prairie in a duel, off the top of my head. Yeah. So uh, they. Uh, they notched a couple pins at the end there uh, uh, to come away with, I think it was a 41-37 uh, duel over the Hawks. And then uh, they ended up with four champs on Saturday at Anamosa, nine-team field there. Uh, Brennan Gears, Charles Rust, uh, 106 and 126. 132-pound uh, Nick Foreman, who is now I see is ranked. I think he's up to 10th. Uh, in the rankings for Washington, and then Eric Rendernick at 145, all one titles. Uh, 
Kate Sakura Mathis, who's ranked eighth at uh, heavyweight, Zach Novak at 220, and then Nathaniel Velez at 113 uh, were runners up. So uh, certainly nice, uh, uh, some nice accomplishments there for Cedar Rapids, Washington, who they, they keep trying to, to build up a program. Right, seven in the finals. I don't remember when that happened, you know, in the past. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I I can't either. So that, yeah. I, you know, Coach Graham's got it going over there, and those Warriors are starting to believe, and and good for them. Uh, it's going to be. I'm going to keep an eye on how they do at the uh, at the MVC. There's obviously a very difficult tournament, 14 team tournament. So, um, but to win the the nine team uh, Christensen uh, this weekend, that's Great feather in their cap for sure. Um, just want to make a quick mention. Uh, South Tama won the uh, East Marshall uh, GMG duels. They beat Benton Community 40-37 in the finals there. Uh, they actually got uh, pins in the final two matches from uh, Coley Kelly and Bowden Kohler. Um, Kohler at 170, uh, Kelly at 182. So they had back-to-back -back pins uh, for a come-from-behind victory there. And they also got uh, a six-point victory, uh, I believe, by injury default from Kohler in the last match against Union Community uh, to win 39-38. So two quality wins for South Pima uh, there at the uh, GMG duel. Right. And, and, you know, I did, I don't know much about South Tamas. Sadly, I haven't, I've been followed in that close shame on me, I guess, but because I was wondering where they were going to fall in that Womack again, that's coming up Saturday. So um, that's now I have an idea. <laughs> yep. um, did you happen to catch the uh, Ed Winger? Um, we didn't have any area schools there, but uh, some, some great competition uh, at the Ed Winger with Southeast Polk, Waukee Northwest, and Bettendorf. All I can say, I did not uh, uh, see the, the results. I didn't look that close at them. But uh, I was officiating Sunday, and a couple of the officials were describing a kind of an ugly incident that happened. I'll just be brief because I don't know much about it. But I know that there was a dispute, and one of the coaches from one of the schools, assistant coaches from one of the schools, was escorted out. And, and, and bottles were being thrown, water bottles and stuff. And so, oh no, not a good situation there. That's about all I know about it. Yeah, that's that's definitely not uh, not what we want to see uh, in any of our competitions here. Um, Southeast Polk came away with a, the team title, two forty six and a half, uh, topped Waukee by about twenty two points. Waukee Northwest, that is. Uh, Bettendorf is third. Uh, or was third at 155. Uh, Southeast Polk had uh, four champs and six finalists overall. Uh, Waukee Northwest um, also had four champs as well. Um, Bradley Hill from Bettendorf won at 195. And uh, they got another title from uh, Tim Keister at uh, 106. Um, are, are there any other uh, – any other – kind of highlights that, uh, you know, for this, this week, uh, before we turn our attention to, uh, the conference tournaments. Well, I'll just, I just mentioned that the Albernet uh, tournament, which had eight teams in North Burlington uh, or Notre Dame Burlington, sorry, uh, was first 
they kind of ran away with it at 122 and a half. Albernet was second, 161 and a half. And then uh, Burlington had seven champs and four runners up. Albernet had three three champs and three runners up. So did a good job there as well. So. Yeah, and Burlington Notre Dame is a sneaky good team. Yes, they are. You know, that's that's a team that some people might overlook, and they they could have uh, a pretty good performance down at uh, at Des Moines. Um, yeah. The one last thing I'm I I, I want to mention uh, too, uh, West Liberty uh, last Thursday beat Wilton. Um, and that clinched their A straight River Valley Conference regular season dual title. Then they followed that up with a tournament title at uh, Louisa Muscatine, where they had three champs, and Colin Cassidy at 106, straight Collins at 170, and then Felipe uh, Molina at 182. So just want to mention that. Uh, good weekend uh, for the comments as well. Um, and of course, this weekend marks, uh, you know, pretty much a conference tournament weekend. The big one uh, here for us in the area, actually, the whole area will be hopping, really, because uh, Jefferson will host the MVC, Solid hosts the WAMAC, and then Lisbon hosts the Tri-Rivers Tri -Rivers Conference. Uh, but at Jefferson, um, you know, I guess at first thought, Linmar kind of stands out as the team to beat, and then you could have a whole host of uh, teams placing – second through sixth or seventh. Right. I, I had Linmar as my favorite. And then in no particular order, just like you said, I had Hampstead, Iowa City West, City High, Kennedy, Cedar Falls. Any of those teams, in my opinion, could, could fall in there at second to sixth, I guess. So mm -hmm. um, so does that mean, but I'm going to back up for a second. So does that mean if it's at Jefferson, Solon, and Lisbon, are you going to be driving to three different sites that day or <laughs> no uh luckily <laughs> thanks to the guy that was on here earlier who is so uh dedicated to prep sports and that was one thing i wanted to ask him before he went because you know uh he's still very very dedicated to prep sports he uh we have uh, a correspondent that's going to uh solon and then we have an intern that's going to go to lisbon so uh -huh. we're gonna get to all three meets luckily i don't have to uh uh make the the loop um and can focus on the mvc but uh we will have a presence at all three tournaments so great and that is a tribute to jr and his dedication to prep sports like you said and the whole staff but it starts at the top there so all right um yeah i agree with you on the teams uh as well um you know there are a couple weights that i'm i'm kind of anxious to see uh how they play out. Um, 160, I think, is one of those weights, even though I think uh, Xavier's Christian Stanek is uh, uh, kind of head and shoulders above the rest. But you also have uh, Kale Scranton from Iowa City West in the mix. And then you have uh, actually four wrestlers ranked in the top eight in 3A that are going to be there in addition to Stanek and Scranton. Um, uh, I can't remember the other two, but they're all ranked within three and eight um, of the ranking. So that could be uh, a fun way to keep an eye on. And, uh, and then 182, you've got uh, Grayson uh, Gardner of Western Dubuque that's ranked third, uh, Alex Cook of uh, Kennedy that's ranked fifth, 
But then you've got Lawrence Taylor the third, who was a runner-up at the Jayhawk earlier, uh, explosive and and uh, very uh, uh, capable wrestler. That's ranked 12 um, now. So you've got three uh, three ranked guys right there that uh, you know could go could go any way. Right, and then the results will possibly set up a seating at districts if they happen to be in the same district, which a lot of them are. So uh, mm -hmm. keep an eye on those. And uh, one uh, match that we got to see uh, week, yeah, it was just last week. Uh, at 126, uh, Braden Park, Kale Kurtz of City High, uh, at 126, we could see that again. That was, I believe, what one up in uh, win by Park in the duel. Uh, but then you have Jonah Hollum of, of Kennedy, who uh, could be in the mix there as well at 126. Right. Um, I guess at this point in time, Park's kind of a little bit of the front runner there. We'll see how that plays out. Especially after the last week that he had with wins over Kurtz and uh, uh, Happel within a three-day period also. Um, you know, the, the Womack, uh, Womack tournaments at Solon, that's one that, uh, you know, you think West Delaware is head and shoulders above the rest. They should, uh, take care of business there, but, you know, you do have independence. You've got Vinton Shellsburg, who's kind of popped up with, uh, some very, very talented wrestlers in the Sanderses and, uh, Brady Ortner, uh, you know, you've got uh, Mount Vernon, who we mentioned just won the Iowa City High Duel, and they have uh, uh, some good individuals that are, are really stepping forward. Williamsburg is always a good team from top to bottom. Um, you know, but is it West Delaware and the rest? Uh, I think you've got three levels. I think you've got West Delaware, then I think you have Independence, and then, then, then I've got – six teams that are kind of at that next level. And, and I, I could be all, way wrong. We'll see, but that's why we wrestle them, right? But like you said, uh, Williamsburg, Mount Vernon, and Shellsburg. But I also, I don't ever discount Solon. Uh, sure. Beckman's, Beckman's had some good individuals this year. And we just mentioned South Tama. So, yep. also, that that may be tougher than the MVC this year. That, that's true. I, and I think some of the individual matchups were, you know, you might have uh, Weber and Sanders who are one versus two, um, you know, at 145. You've got, uh, uh, I think, Logan Payton and the other Sanders brother. Um, you know, uh, we'll see if we see Jaden Payton, uh, you know, at 160 and Brady Ordner of Vinton Shellsburg and, and some others. Uh, you look at 220 where you got Wyatt Volker, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if Gage Marty goes to 220 or goes back to heavyweight. You have Clark Young Green there from uh, Mount Vernon, who uh, his only loss has been to Volker um, this year. So you've got some really, uh, uh, really talented individuals at, at each of those weights and might be a little bit deeper than the MVC. Right. And, and are we even certain Volker will be at 220? See, he's also been down. Hasn't We're he? not. He could be at 195. That was something that uh, Coach Voss uh, mentioned. And then, of course, uh, Lisbon hosts the uh, Tri-Rivers. I think they're um, a heavy favorite. But, you know, Albert Nett's had a good season, and they've got a good contingent of wrestlers. 
yeah, I think Lisbon will win, but I don't know if it'll be as as dominant as maybe as, as it has been in years past. Right, and maybe you have a, a, a memory of how many years in a row Lisbon has won this tournament? <laughs> you have any, any record? Uh, I think maybe six, six or seven. Yeah, yep, and so I'm with you. I'm, I, Lisbon is my favorite. Albernet's right there, and, and then behind Albernet, I, I like what I've seen out of Midland. They've done a nice job. North Lynn has some individuals. East Buchanan's always, you know, brings some, it seems like, so I kind of threw that one in, but certainly I think Lisbon is, is the favorite. Uh, well, Coach, uh, we'll uh, bring this to a close. Any final thoughts? No, it's going to be a great week of wrestling for sure. Have fun. All right. So uh, take us out with that uh, great poster you have in the background. Here's Wyatt. Let's keep wrestling on the move. Thanks for watching, everybody. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.